Welcome back to another episode of A Journey to Freedom. Um, here at A Journey to Freedom, we talk about basically our freedom journeys, which is a never-ending journey. And the reason why we say that it is a never-ending journey, because as you grow into different levels, you have to break free from the things that you've had in the previous levels. So that is why we call it a never-ending journey. Um um, we are live right now. Um, we are available on iHeartRadio, 
Spotify, Amazon Alexa, Boomplay, Intune, and many more. So if you want to check us out, you can hit us up on A Journey to Freedom page on Facebook and so on and so on. So we're going to get it started because what I always say is that we do not have to be long to be strong. Okay, now today's guest, right? Today's guest, right? Um, Basically, he's one of the guests that I've known my literally my whole life you know um he has been in my life my whole life basically um became a pastor when i was 16 so so he's been my pastor for my whole adult life and whatnot um he is family he's my cousin but i don't really put that like oh that's my cousin that's my cousin no i used to I ain't gonna lie, I used to in the past, but now, no, because of the respect that I have for him now. Um, he is a father, a husband, a pastor, as I've already mentioned, a community leader, TPS, um, vice president, and so on and so on. Um, he is well known and well respected in the community. So, without further ado, please welcome Randall Parker III. Bishop Randall Parker III, my bad, my bad. <laughs> God's grace, God's grace. Keith, can you hear me? Yes, sir. <laughs> hey, everybody. Good evening, everyone. Yeah. So how are you, sir, first of all? I am doing well, Keith. Uh, first of all, thank you so much for inviting me. I'm, I'm humbled and I'm honored, for real, for real bad. I was a part of the plan of God, but also the plan of Kiara to be a part of the journey uh, to freedom. Uh, I think we talked about that. I feel like we talked about this in like December or January. Yes. Uh, about me coming in, in June. And so it seemed like June took forever to get here. But then when it, towards the end, it was coming so fast. But um, just really humbled and excited to be here and um, just ready to chop it up with you and, and, and have some good conversation. Yes, sir. Um, so... Let's get it started. Um, the first question that I ask everybody, um, how did you know or when did you know that it was really time to start your journey to freedom for real? Ooh, um, that's a, that, yeah, that's, that's interesting. And I think my answer may shock a lot of people. Again, I think, I think you stated how uh, you've been with me as a member uh, of my church for all your adult, adult life. And I've been pastoring a total of 20 years this year and 25 years in the ministry. Um, but I really think that sometimes, perfectly put, it's a journey. It's not a race. It's not, um, for some, for most of us, it's not instantaneous. It's installments. You know what I'm saying? And so, um, the journey, to freedom sometime had um, was always an ordered step, but sometime it was missteps. Sometime it was um, uh, fast steps, slow steps, you know, all types of steps, but every step was ordered. So to really answer the question, as I stated earlier, that may shock a lot of people is the journey to freedom really began for me two years ago. Um, I, I really was um, pastoring, preaching, community leader, um, but really dealing with 
um, inward battles and struggles. And I think um, I had a, a moment where I had to really deal with me. And that came by way of uh, a health scare that I had uh, two years ago in which I was um, doing a lot. I mean, I was in the community. I was doing a lot. I was dealing with uh, the pandemic and uh, stress because of the fact that we um, shut the church down service-wise, but not in serving. Uh, we were doing uh, food banks, food uh, drives, and people, hundreds and hundreds of people would come. And so I was really trying to keep the church functioning and, and making sure that the members didn't scatter. And in like March of 2021, I was just feeling really tired. I thought it was just stress or just over the fact that, you know, I was just doing too much basically, you know, um, I had just done a funeral for one of our cousins and this was really tired, sleeping on and off. So I felt like I was dehydrated. So I was like, okay, I'm going to go to the emergency room and, you know, they can go and give me some IV and I'll be good to go. Well, I, I went to the emergency room. Well, first of all, I couldn't even drive myself. And at that time, my middle son, Cameron, had just started driving, Lord Jesus. And <laughs> uh, I had to trust him. Uh, my wife, Louise, was at work, I believe. And I was just going to go to urgent care. And she was like, no, nah, y'all go to the ER, you know, find out, make sure everything's good. So we get to the ER and, um, you know, Louise shows up and they go and they start running tests and they took, um, uh, wanted to check my blood sugar, right? And so my blood sugar, they took it and it was like, wait a minute, this, this ain't registering. Let's go get another machine. And I'm thinking to myself, oh, okay, well, whatever that means. They took it again and, uh, normally when a person blood sugar is around four or five hundred, they're in pretty much what you would call a diabetic coma. You know, like they, they go into a coma. Well, mine was 1148. Um, and so 1148 was mine and they rushed me to the ICU. Uh, but through all of that, man, I didn't, I, I wasn't in a coma. I knew who I was. I knew they were asking me my birth date, my name, what day it was. And I knew all of that stuff. God kept me in my mind. Uh, and because of that, uh, I found out I was a diabetic and um, they put a whole bunch of insulin in me in the ICU. And uh, Am I talking too long? Yeah, you're fine, sir. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. Cause I like, you know, I'd like to, I'd like to just tell the story because this is, this is the journey. You mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? And so um, as I was laying in that hospital, cause I was really scared, you know, I was really scared over the fact that I felt like I ain't been in the hospital to stay since I came out my mama's womb. You know, and, you know, the nights of uh, the blood sugar being so high, I, I, I was literally almost blind. It was such a blur. I couldn't see anything. They were coming in, checking me. And I really thought I was going to die. And I made up in my mind, God, if you get me out of this, I, I just want to live. I want to live to see my kids graduate. I want to live to see my kids have kids. I want to live to see my church uh, reach the next level, you know, and, um, after four days, um, they took me out of ICU, brought me down a step down and told me I was going to be on insulin and, you know, taking all this medicine and stuff. And so it was, a, it was like a, a culture shock for me. Like mentally, it was like, man, I have to readjust my whole life with a life that I never even knew that I was going to walk into. 
So I said all that to say that when I made up in my mind I want to live, it wasn't just health-wise. It was mentally. Um, not being concerned or consumed about what others thought about me. Not even being consumed by my own personal struggles, guilt, shame of my past. But really making up in my mind that with a new start comes a new opportunity. With a new start comes a new mindset. And so I went in that hospital key weighing 250 pounds. Um, I came out um, and and really went through a process of disciplining myself health-wise. Um, two years later, I've lost a total of 54 pounds. Um, I'm no longer on any insulin or metformin, the medication. My blood pressure is, is, is normal, you know, because I wanted to live. And, and many people... Many people see the outward shell and they think that you're getting stuck up or sedity because you decided to make an inward change. But I won't compromise that for anybody because when I laid in that ICU room, I didn't know if I was coming out. But when I did come out, I knew that Randy has to live for Randy and do what's best for Randy. And those who understood that would be around. And those who didn't, God would disconnect them from my life. So um, March, March. 17th, 18th, 2021 is when my journey to freedom really began. Uh, right. Um, and would you say, like, with all that that has happened back then, um, would you say, like, that was a wake-up call from God or no? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely, because I think, Keith, that so many times we spend our life trying to help other people that, you know, like when you're on a plane, I know you hear this all the time, but when you're on a plane, when they're setting you up before you go to take off, they show you this video. And on this video, they tell you in so many words that this is where the oxygen mask is located. But before you can help anybody else, you got to put the mask on yourself first. And I think so many times I found myself and continued to find myself trying to reach a place where I was always trying to help everybody else and thinking, well, you know, I'll be all right. I'll be cool. You know, I ain't got to worry about me. And I think sometimes that's how we grew up. You know, you just don't worry about yourself. And if you worry about yourself, you selfish. But it's not necessarily about being selfish as much as it's being uh, self-care. You know, you've got to take care of yourself and do it without compromise. Do it without negotiation. Because once you know who you are and become a better you, you can become a better person to everybody else that's connected to you and assigned to you too. So yeah, I definitely believe that it was a, uh, it was a, a alarm clock that God wouldn't let me hit snooze on. Yes, sir. And the second question to ask everybody, um, what would you say to your younger self? No particular don't age. Be, <laughs> don't, don't be stupid. <laughs> like, um, I think for my younger self, I would say that wisdom will always or should always be your mentor. Um, I found myself at the age of 27 pastoring the church um, and getting uh, getting the position, but not understanding the maturity that ought to come with it, right? So I found myself um, engulfed in the power of a position that I didn't really understand or recognize the responsibility and accountability that came with it. And so, you know, I had the outward appearance of the anointing, 
but I really didn't understand the attacks that are attached to certain anointings. So I think I would tell my younger self, don't rush the process. Um, allow yourself to, to walk and grow and be established in what you believe and be sure of who you are equipped to become. Um, because if not, you'll find yourself in a daily phase of reset. And it's like, why, why find yourself always in reset when you just finish the stage and go to the next one? Um, so I would also tell my younger self, um, pay attention to the company that you keep. Um, everybody that's around you ain't for you. Um, there are some people that are around you, number one, because of, of who you are and what you possess, not because of the person that you're supposed to be. So people are attracted to uh, the appearance of who you are and not the actualities of who you are. So be careful of your circle. And even if it's a season where you got to be by yourself, like celebrate that. You know what I'm saying? Celebrate, celebrate the fact that God loves you enough to put you in a space, put you in a cocoon so that you may go in a caterpillar. But when you come out, can't nobody stop your fly. Yes. I'm, I'm over here making faces with what you're saying. So, yes. <laughs> <laughs> come on, church. I love it. And I can only imagine. You made you didn't make a TikTok of that, so I know exactly what faces you made. I, I, I want to tell you, I want to tell y'all that Kiara gave us life during the pandemic because we were online a lot, and by being online, she would do her faces and stuff of what was going on while watching the live stream, and it just gave me life, you know, just just to be able to have somebody that really uh, is loyal and faithful to ministry. First of all, loyal and faithful to God, and then somebody that trusts. Uh, even when you don't understand, you trust that God has given you a leader um, and, and you're submissive to that. And that's what that's what that's what elevation. That's what elevation comes from, because at the end of the day, you can always tell who's ready for promotion by how they handle correction. And I've reached a place once again in this journey of freedom where, you know, I just don't pour into everybody anymore. I don't waste energy trying to get people to be what they refuse to see in themselves. And so. Again, I salute and I celebrate you, uh, Kiara, not as just as family, but as the woman of God that he's shaping you, the maturity that you are developing. And, you know, it's a development for all of us. We don't arrive because a whole bunch of people think they arrived mm -hmm. and even left and left the gate yet. Mm -hmm. You feel me? And so uh, but, you know, just the ability to what I wish I could tell my younger self is what I tell those who are younger now. And not just younger in age, but younger in the faith, younger in this thing called ministry, because God is transitioning me from being just a pastor to being literally a real spiritual father. And that real spiritual father means I can't hang with everybody, it means I can't talk on their level and keep them on that level. But I got to be that parent just like I am to my natural children. You know, I have to be that to my spiritual children. And just because a person come to your church, don't make them your spiritual mm -hmm. child, you know. There, 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 there's some in the Bible, they weren't always just uh, the, the spiritual father or the spiritual mother. There were some that were connected that were simply just brothers and sisters, mm -hmm. you know. And so um, those who are really my children, 
I'm asking God to really show me so that I can pass the mantle, that I can transfer the oil that I have because life is about a legacy. You know, I don't, I don't know how long I'll be pastoring. I asked the Lord when I first started pastoring to get me to the age of 50. Well, that's two years from now. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And um, I still want him to do that. I still, but I, there's a work that needs to be done. But in that same token, there's a baton that needs to be passed. And me on the track running the race, but not having the ability to transfer to somebody else is a lost cause. And so, um, yeah, so I just really am asking God to show me who my real children are. You know, give me a spiritual DNA test so that I can be able to nurture and develop them on that next level. So that when I'm gone, whether it's, you know, transitioned from from earth to glory or whether it's transitioning from being a pastor to being one who's an evangelist, whatever the case, you know, I want to be able to be sure that those who are connected can hear my heart. And I tell people all the time, my name is Randall, especially CMWC, and I'm your pastor. My qualifications is Jeremiah 3 and 15, and he'll give you pastors after your own heart uh, that will feed you with knowledge and understanding. That's all I want to do is be able to to grow those up so that they don't make the same mistakes that I made. And uh, since I can't tell my younger self, I'm telling those who are hanging around me that want to grow to the next level. Yes. Yes, sir. Um, and another question just popped up in my head, right? Um, I love it. Um, how do you know when you're supposed to be connected with someone and how do you know when you're supposed to disconnect from someone and how you go that's about a, that? Yeah, that's a that's a great question. And that's a question that came through legit uh, trial and error, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. Because so many times you think that because you are familiar or because you have stability with a person mm-hmm. that you're supposed to stay connected to them. And what we do is we mistake stability for season. Ah. Mm-hmm. Did you did you hear that? Yeah. We we mistake stability for seasons. And so people that I'm supposed to be seasonal with, because there's been some form of stability, I'm trying to make a permanent connection with. What you need to do is do a daily checklist of who you are, what is your desires, what your standards are. And those who are connected to you ought to be able to match and complement that, not compete against it. And so when those who are connected to you compliment that, and, and you don't, as well as I do, you know, we, we don't talk all the time or, you know, everything that, but, but when there's a need or when there's, there's a moment of impartation or even when you encourage me and you don't even know it, days that I feel low and here comes Kiara with a text saying, hey, sir, I love you. <laughs> and that, mean, that means the world to me, you know what I'm saying? So connections are not always about people who you're comfortable with. Connections are based on destiny. And if we're not connected by way of destiny, then we have to disconnect. And even if it's only for a season, because sometimes there's a there's a seasonal departure until we mature to handle each other when we come back to connect with each other. So I do believe with all of my heart that real connections um, endure the test of time. Real connections come with a level of accountability that's not met with offense. Uh, disconnections come when there are people in your circle or even you, you know, and not you personally, but just you within yourself, if you find yourself becoming intimidated or you find yourself becoming envious of those who you're connected to, then maybe it's not not wise to stay connected because you'll do more help from being more hurt than help. 
um, in a person's path and walk towards their journey to freedom. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I've done that, like, the disconnection, but where I'm at now, I realize the way I disconnected wasn't the right way. And sure. So, have you ever been there? Uh, daily. <laughs> <laughs> because because sometimes I think we get into the emotionalism of it and not the maturity of it. Because uh, at the end of the day, we ain't got to be connected, but I ain't going to burn the bridge. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Bible teaches us that as much as it depends on us to live peacefully with all men, peacefully reaches a place where if we have to disconnect, if it ever reaches a moment where you would need me, you would have to watch one door worry. Because even if I'm not there like I was, mm-hmm. I should be as a brother or sister in Christ, still be able to lift you out of whatever you're in. You know? So I, there are moments, there are many times where I wish I could do a do over. Um, and, and I think many times our disconnect emotionally is due to an area where we've been walled in. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't, I don't want, I don't want this broadcast to go too long because I see how long <laughs> y'all been doing it. So I'm not trying to go overtime with y'all. But I mean, it, you have to really check yourself and search yourself and make up in your mind that am I disconnecting because of this wall that I have because of past hurt, because of past discouragement, um, or let's be honest, or is it the enemy trying to disconnect us? Because he knows that if we get past this and grow together, we're going to be as powerful as we ever been together. You know, and so these things are factors. Um, before you disconnect, pray. Pray and seek God. Um, before you connect, pray. Seek God. And ask God to show you and order your steps and give you the discernment to know what needs to be done. Yes. And anything, pray. Pray about it anything baby pray i mean pray <laughs> pray like you don't know pray without ceasing that's what the bible says yeah you gotta have a you gotta have a prayerful nature just look at folks and be like in the name, in the name. <laughs> show me lord show me you know so absolutely prayer is the foundation of everything on which you want to build and if you don't if you don't utilize prayer then you're gonna find yourself in a place where you just uh you're gonna find yourself in a place where you're just going in circles basically Oh, yeah. Yeah. Real talk. Real talk. (laughs) Okay. um, And the last question, it's not the last question, but the last question I ask everybody, um, do you have any encouragement for people who have, who are at where you're at now, probably, or where you were at, or Mm -hmm. like, how can they get out or just want to break free, basically? I love it. So, first of all, great, great questions that you've asked tonight. I mean, it's just real. And I love the dialogue tonight. Um, This is a season for anybody that's listening live or by way of replay where God's about to reintroduce you to the real you. And the real you is only going to come through spiritual knowledge. I tell people all the time, if I was a chef, I talk about cooking. If I was a mechanic, I talk about cars. But I'm not just a pastor. I'm a believer. And I believe the word of God is true. I believe the word of God doesn't return void. I believe that God is not a man that he should lie. If he speaks it, it shall come to pass. Everything God has spoken over your life, everything God 
has spoken concerning you. No matter how difficult your past has been, no matter how crazy your present is, no matter how uncertain your future seems, God still has a word over your life. And not only that, but God's going to protect that word that he has over your life, regardless of what you go through. So everything that you've gone through as you walk through this valley of the shadow of death, he's with you. When you go through the fire and you go through the flood, when it seems like stuff is just hot around you, when it seems like stuff is just so many issues and, and, and situations are drowning you, you can't even move, you can't even function. God says, I'm with you. I'm your lifeline. I'm, I'm the one who's the hose that, that puts out the fire. And then sometimes God says, I allow you to stay in the fire. So the thing that tried to destroy you can see that it didn't take you out. So everything that we go through in our life and, and, and the real you, the real you, the you who has that destiny and that purpose, the real you before flesh was thrown around you, that purpose was instilled in you, is about to be revealed. And you got to hold on to that. You may lose a lot of things, but if you have hope, God says, I'm going to give you the ability to see what you've been praying for. I will give you the strength to be able to walk into what I assigned you to be. And I, I really, I really pray, if nothing else, that people really understand. And I joke and I kid, but I am happy being me. And when you learn to be happy with yourself, no matter what trials and tribulations come, that happiness turns to joy. That joy turns to an uncompromising faith that you're going to make it and be everything God called you to be. I, I believe that as rough as it is, all that is is a measuring stick for the best that's yet to come. Yeah. So, yeah, that's, I hope, I hope that made sense. <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, okay. So, me, I don't have everybody pouring to me. You know, and when I'm, when I feel led, you know, I ask people, you know, so I, even though you pour weekly, um, in, in, in church, right? So do you have any encouragement for me right now? I want to say to you that the thing that seemed to hold you back you have entered not just June, but you've entered the road to a whole nother year of your life. And the things that you've seen before that have tried to slow down your walk, as Moses, God told Moses to tell the children of Israel, you shall see it again, no more forever. If you focus on Egypt, you're going to stay dealing with the stronghold of the thing that no longer has power over your life. But if you look towards Canaan, plug. <laughs> if you look towards Canaan and that promise that God has for you, every wall is coming down. Every, every aspect of milk and honey, AKA resources are getting ready to come into your life. But the question always has to be daily. How bad do you want it? Because if you want it bad, Ain't nobody stopped you from getting. I'm proud of you, girl. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Sound like look at Thank you, sir. There, there's my woman voice. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> sorry. 
I'll text you how silly you are. <laughs> okay. Um, so anything you else you want to add? No, man, listen, I, I hope that I wasn't too like Baptist preacher long for real. Like <laughs> I just, I love, I love flowing and I love talking. And I think, um, I am really an introvert. Right. And so, um, it's nothing but like the spirit of God on Sundays and in public places that disguise me to be a public speaker. Cause I really ain't. Uh, but when you have people that are genuine around you, it's not hard to have dialogue. It's not hard to share your heart. You don't need scripts. You don't need uh, to write nothing down. It comes from the heart because you can feel a heart connection. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm saying that because, you know, family or not, at the end of the day, I really, really believe that we have great conversations because our heart is aligned together and our mind is together as it relates to wanting the best for each other and the things of God. So, man, thank you. Thank you for thinking enough of me. And I hope that anybody comes after me will never be able to top tonight. <laughs> I was the best that you did. Oh, wait a minute. You still lying? Yes. Oh, I, I'm sorry. My bad. I hope everyone else is blessed to um, experience what I experienced on the journey to freedom. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Okay. Um, I want to say thank you. Thank you for your yes, because you didn't have to. And I pray. Oh, if I didn't, you would have tore me up. I was going to say yes. I can't. I can't. I can't. Pray, everybody who listens, who is on live with us now and who listens to the, re- to the replay is blessed. Um, so going to have you pray out, sir, and do my final closing. Awesome. Father, we honor you. We thank you tonight because you do all things well. You do all things well live. You do all things well by replay. You do all things well months from now when somebody may tap into this actual broadcast podcast. I pray that something has been said with our time together a seed will be sown to impart them to want to water it more in their walk and their talk and their connections so that they can become the harvest of the real them that you designed them to be. Father, we thank you that we are fearfully and wonderfully made. We thank you that no weapons formed against us shall prosper. We thank you that you have given us the authority to be the head and not the tail above and not beneath. Thank you, God, that you supply all of our needs, even when we don't know that we need it. I pray that you continue to bless Kiara, continue to bless her hands, bless her mind, bless her heart, protect her, cover her in the whole armor of God. Give her that breastplate of righteousness. Let there be no cracks. Give her the helmet of salvation. Protect her ear gate that nothing may go in that will distract or discourage her. God, guide her feet. Give her the belt of truth. Give her the sword of the spirit and the shield of faith. Equipped her for this time, this season. But most importantly, equipped her for those who are assigned to us. We give you glory, honor, and praise. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Amen and amen. Um, so uh, join us on June 16th at 6.30 p.m. Where the guest will be Miss Spark Your Life today, Miss Latoya Williams. So catch us then and we will see you. I mean, we won't see you, but you'll hear us. Uh, okay.